Hey, Lead the Gen fam. Welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God. If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Overtime episode, Student Leadership Podcast. I'm here in the studio with all the usual suspects. You know the vibes. Uh, And we just had Spencer Speed on the podcast. Dude was dropping all sorts of rhymes. Uh, It was like the Dr. Seuss podcast. So many awesome catchphrases, uh, tweetable things to remember. And so we're going to break it down. This is the Overtime episode. This is what we do. But if you didn't listen to that, what are you doing? Go back, listen to that so you can kind of join in the conversation with us. The thing that I got that he was really hammering in on is he wanted to talk uh, to see in his district where he's from in Texas, but of course, to every student leader listening, that the moments we have with God would turn to movements with God. More than just a moment at the altar, that it would turn into a movement. And the scripture he talked about was John chapter 15, remain in me as I remain in you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. There is so much good here, so I don't even want to talk anymore. Let's break it down. What did you guys get? What were some big takeaways you have from Spencer Speed's talk? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm already stealing stuff. No, I, ahead, I can't. Colin. I just love this verse so much. Too yeah. much good stuff. Love this one. I like that whole passage is just foundational. I feel like I could like meditate on that an entire year and just get so much out of it. I loved it. But I love that word like remain. And when I find like words in the Bible that I'm struggling with because we don't use remain that much. I, I don't hear Facts. I don't hear anybody use that. There's a song about that, but I don't even know what the song's about. So <laughs> that doesn't help me either. But I typically will just like look up like, all right, what was that original word in the Bible? Where else is that used? And that word like remain just means to continue. You're gonna stay in the same place. Like and I and I like thinking about it in the context of a relationship. Like I'm staying in the same relationship hmm. and I'm not gonna go back and forth between God and Netflix or anything else. I'm remaining in the same place. I love that whole idea. Okay, like a consistent choice every single day. Yeah, you're not going to find me like, I'm not like, okay, let's let's put this in a real like romantic relationship for for a sec. I'm not texting this girl one day and then the next day I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to go out on a date with this girl. I'm staying consistent and faithful with the same person the whole time. Okay, so that actually leads into what he was saying because it's not just about a moment. Yeah. It's about a movement. A movement is sustained over time. A moment is like, dude, I had this 
awesome worship experience. Wow, what a good sermon. What a good line. That's a moment. Remain in Mm -hmm. me as I in you is a sustained sort of thing. And that goes against like culture so much, right? Oh, yeah. Because culture is all about highlight reel. What a great moment. You know, throw that up on Insta. Whoa, look at that quote. You even did that for the opening. You're talking about like all the cool. I was like, I was actually feeling like, like, oh, I do that. (laughs) Yeah, we all do that. It's you kind of celebrate that stuff, but but the but the text of John 15 is so countercultural in that sense because it's all about remain, remain, abide, consistency, like doing the same thing over and over yeah. and over again. We struggle with that. I struggle with that. Yeah, but I think we can see the value. A movement is so much better than a moment. Yeah, I mean, think about just for a second how shallow your relationships would be if it's all based off the high moments. Yeah. Like, just think, like, that sermon or that, like, youth event that you're at, those are really, like, peak moments where you're like, I feel, like, so close to God. Like, your <laughs> friendships, though, the ones that are real, the, the people that you're actually going to hit up are not the people that you have only hung out with, like, once every couple of months, hmm. whenever it felt fun. They're people that you're always with. Yeah, and I think that that attitude and that mindset of remaining and abiding in Christ, it bleeds into other areas of your life as well. I think— you know, the times where I'm I'm feeling like I'm I'm not as close to God or I haven't been talking to him as, as much as I should have or could have, are those they're the, those are the same seasons where I'm like, Am I really supposed to be working this job Ooh, right now? Yes. Yeah. Like should should I really be focusing on on this other activity or like, man, is this the relationship or friendship that I that I really want to be in? Yeah. Dude, you get lost in the sauce when you get not- lost and you, you start to you start to question things that God has put on your heart and things that he's told you to do. Yeah. Or but just when forget them. Because when you don't have those highlight moments, right, those those moments kind of energize you and they kind of inspire you. And they're like, oh, I, I love this. I can keep doing this forever. But eventually that adrenaline rush, so to speak, is going to fade away. But if you're remaining and you're abiding in him, you're not relying on that moment to keep you going. Can I can I ask a question? I feel like I sh- maybe should have started by asking this question. You bring up a good point, Caleb. You're right. The adrenaline rush is not going to last. But the moments that we spend that we're talking about, they are good moments. Like, you know, at the altar, we were sincere. We did feel God speak. Why do you guys think that students have so many moments with God, but so little, we see so little movements on our campuses. Why don't those moments translate into movements naturally? Caleb, you mentioned one that the high of the moment kind of wears off. Maybe what are some other reasons that we might think that a a moment doesn't naturally always lead into a movement? I think some of it is is partially just, you know, your body and your hormones. And part of it is just like you get this dopamine effect where you're feeling super motivated and you're feeling super excited to do something. Like you, you kind of, you get this, sometimes you get that feeling when you're in worship or you're at a retreat. Other times you get that after a sports game Yeah. or like, Oh, I just had, I just noticed this girl and she's really cute. Yeah. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to start working out. And it lasts, it lasts a couple of days or a week. And part of that is just, the chemicals going off in your brain that's kicking you into gear. Dude. I think that's that's part of it. That's a really simple part of it. Yeah, that's but. good. Any other any other thoughts? Because so many students probably think, I'm going to be different, but it doesn't always happen that way. Yeah. Well, you have these huge moments where you're just overtaken by how big and how amazing God is. Yeah. Like in the whole Old Testament, that was the image of God. It was like, look at how grand and amazing he is. And then you have the New Testament 
where people didn't even recognize that God was there in human form. Whoa, you have, that is a cool distinction. But, but you have a lot of people who won't recognize that God is right there with you. And it's not going to look as big and as grand as some moments, but that doesn't mean that God isn't there to have miracles happen in your life, to speak to you, to change your life. But what you have to be prepared for is God's going to look different than what he did in that first moment than you saw him. Wow. It doesn't mean that he's not the same person. It just means that your relationship is going to continue to grow and adapt. Okay, can you can you put some skin on that? Like God is going to look different. I I can kind of imagine what that is, but almost like ch- pretend yeah. like you're talking to one of your mentees or something. Like right. what what does that mean? It's going to look different than that that first big moment. I'll get I'll get very practical. So I remember the moments where like you go down to the altar, you're hoping that somebody's going to pray for you. And in that moment, the speaker, he comes over, hand oh, on your speaker head. Himself. And you're like, this is the moment. <laughs> like, he just has like special anointing. You feel the goosebumps. You're like, and if he oh, remembers your name, it's yeah. Oh my the, goodness. Yeah. 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 Top yeah. cheddar. Right there. He's like telling <laughs> the next you. Day he calls you up for a sermon illustration. Exactly. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That moment, you're like, you're, you're right there. You're like, God is doing something in my life. But then whenever you get home later that week and you pick up your Bible and you're like, it's so quiet. This is not as fun. It is not as fun, but it is the same God that is right there in the room with you. It is the same word, like the same Bible that you were crying at is the yeah. same one that you can read. That's so good. Okay. So you asked the question though, Jordan, like, why do we have these moments? But then we, then like they, they fade away or we don't change. Right. So I'm going to throw, an, let me throw another verse into the mix here. So the apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse two, that we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. Okay. Right. So I'm not transformed by my moments. I'm not transformed by, I didn't know where my, you were going. My, my prayer. Now I'm not transformed it. by, you know, like how many scriptures I even, you know, interacted with at a camp or something. I'm transferred when God, uh, I'm transferred. I'm transformed. <laughs> I was like, just let him go. <laughs> where are you going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm transformed when my mind is renewed. And, and like, what is it, what is renewed means to like, to take off what is old and put on what is new. So it's a new way of thinking. Wow. Right. So I, I feel like, like when, you know, tie back in with what Spencer was saying with John 15. Now he, he's saying, remain, remain, abide, abide, abide. That's my source. And what that source does for me, Jesus as my source, it helps over time change the way I think. And when I change the way I think, then I begin to experience actual transformation in my life. That's huge. Okay. Another thought based on what you were just saying, it feels like these moments kind of happen to us. It's like someone says something that we've never heard before, or God reveals himself in a new way in a worship experience or at the altar. It's almost like we're just kind of taken along for the ride. You know, we just got in the river and whoa, look at this. And it was kind of this beautiful force that happened to us. I do think movements tend to require planning and sitting down and thinking through, okay, what do I do as a result of this moment? How do I reschedule my day to prioritize God? How do I decide which friend group I spend time with? You know, how do I reprioritize youth group? I haven't been in a while. Moments happen to us where I I think movements require some some thinking on our part. Okay. I, I'm getting fired up now. I want to see a revival, a movement take place on every single high school and middle school and every high school and middle school of every person listening. So what do you guys think 
is the secret sauce, if you will. It sounds silly to put it like that. What's a key ingredient in making it not just a moment, but making it a movement? I feel this like revival. we've used the word sauce a lot in this episode. <laughs> I like we've it. Got, saucy, we, baby. We saucy, lost in the sauce, yeah. secret sauce. I'm about the sauce. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. so what what do you think is it? Your students listening, I had a moment. I want a movement. What's a, what's a key ingredient to that taking place practically? On their campus. I have some thoughts, but I'm going to pitch it to my bros first. What I think of right now is I'm kind of thinking of that big moment is like you taking a leap forward. Okay. Right. But if you don't do anything else after that, and if you're not taking any more smaller steps, you're still not moving. I mean, you can't, you can't sprint for your whole life. Facts. Right. (laughs) And that's kind of what we view like the big event moment as like, oh, this is like a sprint. I'm running after God. I'm chasing after him in this moment. And then once we go back to our, our normal routines, we kind of just sit there and we're like, oh yeah, I made some progress, but now, now I'm just here. But to turn that into a movement, one, it takes you taking steps every day and they can be small steps, but it also takes you, you bringing someone else along with you. Ooh. So whether that's getting into like a little small group, or accountability partner and you're you're both saying hey we both want to see this happen in our lives in our school what are we going to do about it and the the first thing is is getting together in unity in that and then growing closer to god together a revival buddy yeah i mean ideally it'd be sweet if you guys were at the same moment and then you decided to make a movement at your school like all right we're we're taking this beyond this service or this sermon series that'd be awesome yeah. any any other thoughts the the secret sauce yeah so to tagging off what you said Caleb if the if the moment that we experience is so is to create movement or you use the phrase steps to create like taking a step forward so here's the phrase that just popped into my mind you, you we have to learn to sustain our steps Right. And so whatever steps God wants you to take forward in your life or or in your school, in the way that you're going to influence your friends, whatever steps you feel inspired to take from a moment that you had sustain those steps. And uh, I think that biblically ties right back into John 15 anyways, because Jesus is all about like sustain, abide, remain. Right. And we live in a culture that wants to only celebrate and hype like the big highlight real moments. But I think most of the goals that, that we would all say we have in our life, especially when you're out of the teen years and you're into the young adult years, you're shifting your, your mind changes. Your, your, your thinking shifts from like momentary, like results to like long-term goals, you know, like, so I'll, I'll speak as like the old guy in the room. I've been married for 25 years now. And like, I, I want to be married for 50 years, yeah. right? It's like, it's like, we, like I, I want to do that well my entire life, right? How do you do that? You have to sustain all the little steps. Also, I'm thinking the devil is clever and he's creative. And so he does anything he can to get us to doubt what God did in our lives. Yeah. And so if our faith is built on one moment, then he can just attack that one moment wherever, however, you know, it was really emotional. That worship service was, or, oh, you found out one of the youth leaders, you know, wasn't living for Jesus. It was all fake. Or the first time you mess up after that moment. See, that moment didn't really count. But if it's, but if it's sustaining your steps, it's like, yo, devil, I got a year plus of spending time with Jesus. You're going to have to get me to turn away from. That ain't happening, right? One moment isn't quite enough for us to build on. Okay, back to secret sauce. Any other thoughts? 
I have one. I feel like revival is, is it's historically almost always predicated, yes, a moment, but usually that results in people confessing sins. Hmm. When Jesus reveals himself to us, it's kind of hard to be in his presence in a significant way and feel like I'm doing just great. <laughs> I'm fine the way I am. You know, oh, I'm, I'm so powerful. No, my feeling is usually like, wow, you are so holy. Thank you for choosing me. And to me, I feel like a secret sauce of seeing a movement on your campus is getting right before God. Um, not just, oh, I'm the same. I'm, I'm fine the way I am. I just need to go and tell more people about Jesus. Usually, I think he wants to do something in my life to get rid of a sin pattern, to confess something, and to be more pure so that way God can work in me. I don't know. Do you guys agree or disagree with that? Any thoughts there? Um, cause, cause for me, geez, I, I just think if, if we're going to try and see God do something in our schools, it'd be crazy for us to, to think, um, we don't need to get right first. Well, and that's, uh, isn't that what John 15 is saying when it, when it talks about cutting off dead branches? Oh yeah. Pruning. And also pruning. Yeah. Right? Not fun. So I see that like on both sides of that then. So, so like, what does a dead branch in my life look like? Well, it's a branch that probably has, has involved some sort of ongoing sinful behavior that, that died. It couldn't produce anything good. And so God, the gardener has to, he has to completely trim that off. I think that's part of what you're talking about there. When you say like, I, I have to be real about sin in my life and confessing that and repenting from that, uh, in, in order for God to bring life about or bring fruit through my life. And then the pruning back, cause, cause it, it, cause there's two kinds of pruning. It's cut off the dead branch and then it's pruned back any branch that does bear fruit. So that's, that's where, you know, God's saying, listen, you're actually doing well in this area, but I want to help you do better. I want to. And so I'm going to prune you in order to help you produce more fruit in that area. And that's usually not what we want God to do. Usually we're like, God, I just want you to cheer me on. I want you to be like, good little yeah, branch. Yeah, why are you cutting way that to, branch? Way, way to go, Never little it's... branch, producing a little bit of fruit. And God's like, well, actually, there's more. There's more. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely, I, I love this idea of repentance though, because whenever I'm thinking of like, what are the big moments of revival? Typically we're thinking about moments of the past of like, what if the Holy Spirit just came in and just blew everything up? What if the revival that I, that I genuinely think needs to happen is, we're very open and honest as churches and communities about like <laughs> pornography that's going on. Yeah. And we're able to get freedom from that. What type of revival would we see just from being open about a struggle? Yes. Yeah. Like, okay. But, but no, the world doesn't do that. No. I don't actually, I was, I, I saw a meme about a meme about this, but it's like anytime a dude cries in public, it becomes a meme, mm. which I mean, I've shared them <laughs> and it's funny, but it's like, oh, wait, we're not very good about letting guys have emotions. Like anytime, you know, MJ, Will Smith, they cry, bing bong becomes a meme. And it's like, oh yeah. How crazy would that be? Okay. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Ben Roethlisberger. I was pumped about this. Oh, I got he, misty. I got misty oh, on the yeah. last night. Is that what you're getting ready to talk about? No. Well, no, I wasn't. I okay. mean, yeah, I cried. I cried. No, no, my application is not about to be about me crying because Big Ben retired. Although, no, no, Ben Roethlisberger at the Man Up Conference held at Christ Church at Grove Farm here locally in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, talked about his porn addiction and said mm. he had to give that up to Christ so he could be a better husband, better father, whatever. The internet destroyed him. Yeah, they made fun of him. 
for being vulnerable about something that he struggled with and trying to be yeah. a better person. I, I wanted to say, how dare you people? I Sorry, I'm, I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm getting pumped. It's like, let me see your search history, bro. Random dude on Reddit making fun of Ben. Like, have you never struggled? I, I feel so shallow right now because I just thought we were going to talk about how we all cried at Ben's <laughs> last game. <laughs> and that was so much deeper. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm feeling pruned right now yeah, in prune, this moment. Prune, yeah, prune, yeah. Prune. I think I, I, I think to... To go off of that a little bit, um, the world's definition of moral and upright is so different than the Bible's version and Christ's version, and it's so twisted. Explain. That they laugh at and make fun of people who are trying to live according oh, to God's standards. That is true. And so if you're going if we're going to see revival and you're trying to live your life a different way, you're gonna stick out. Yeah, Ooh. that's good. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna get and, applause. And you no, know you're what? not you're not gonna get applause from your secular teachers or friends yeah. at school. And you know what that's gonna feel like, student? Like w- when you allow yourself and your standards to to be shown for what they are, and people make fun of you. That's gonna feel like you're being pruned. Yeah, hmm. it's gonna feel like you're being pruned. And so uh, remember the promise of John 15. You and I only experience pruning because. God sees potential for more fruit in our life and through our life. That's the wow. only, that's what John yeah. 15 says. It's the only reason he does it. He says he prunes us back so that we will be even more fruitful. And then in verse eight, it says, it is to my glory. It is to the glory of God in heaven that you bear much fruit. Hmm. Like, so, so, so like the passage is screaming two huge truths to us. One faithfulness. Be faithful to remain and abide and be consistent and fruitfulness. I want you to be fruitful. And sometimes that looks like what you described, Caleb, a young person who is attacked for their faith or or Ben Roethlisberger who's attacked uh, for his transparency. But God uses that to his glory and to produce more fruit. Yeah. And a lot of times the pruning is painful. Yeah. You know, for you, that could look like, you know what? You're not a part of those fun group chats anymore. Or they might not want to sit with you in the cafeteria anymore. Or you're not a part of some some party or invite or something like that. And in that moment, that that stings. And that really hurts. Because it feels like they're coming at you as a person. But what it really is, is they're, they're almost afraid of the conviction that they're probably feeling on, in, on the inside. Because they're, they're knowing that... Oh, I I know I see this person. I know that I'm not living up to God's standard. Wow. And maybe I maybe they don't fully understand that. Maybe they don't fully comprehend why they're kind of acting that way. But that's what it is. It's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're you're the person who has to share with them, like, oh, that's what you're feeling right now. That's why you're acting out this way. This this is why you're trying to cut me off, is because you know you have some stuff inside of you that you need to bring to God. Dude, that's such a good reminder, Caleb, for everyone listening, to not be convinced by anyone else in your school, even the Christian, hey, you're taking it a little too seriously. The only voice you need to listen to is the Lord's voice. Come on. And if you're getting like spiritual pressure from people or you feel like you might be too much, if you feel like God's called you to it and you want to see a revival or a movement on your campus, you hold the line and do the dang thing day after day after day. I was reading um, recently the story of Moses, right? Burning bush, he gets called and I thought he 
just went straight to Pharaoh and said, hey, let my people go, plagues, okay, goodbye. That's what I thought happened. But I was rereading it and he actually goes to the Israelites first. Do you remember this part of the story? He goes to them. He's like, hey, here's what I'm gonna say to Pharaoh. He goes to Pharaoh. Pharaoh says no and makes their brick production harder. You can't have any more straw, whatever. And the Israelites are like, you jerk, you made this harder on us. What are you doing? And I think he was probably like, yo, God, I thought you were going to make this work. It actually got harder before it got easier. There was like a battle before the breakthrough. And I can't help but feel like these moments, usually in between moment and movement, is going to be some pushback. Yeah, there's going to be some spiritual warfare that happens. Dude, that's a good way to put it. Campus. Um, When you kind of rise up, And you kind of say, I'm going to take responsibility for these students. I'm going to take responsibility for my campus. What you're saying to the enemy is, hey, I'm here to take this ground back from you in Jesus' name. I'm here to expand the kingdom of God on your campus. And the enemy is not going to like that. Yeah, boy's preaching. He's preaching right now. Oh, man. But did Jesus promise this? We have to remind ourselves. Jesus, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble on account of me. Right? And so when you feel... Uh, so, like picked yeah. on or criticized because of what God's doing in your life as a student and your friends are maybe, uh, you know, shunning you and pushing you out of the group chat and all those things that we've referenced. Um, feel honored as well. Yeah. Feel honored because they, it's the Jesus in you that they're really attacking yeah. in that I was moment. Just about to say that. That's so good. That's so good. Man, we could keep going forever. This has just been so awesome. Hey, I want to end in a unique way that we don't often do, but I want to pray for all the students listening that the Lord would take the moments he's put in your life that led you to even want to pick up a podcast like this, and it would transform into a movement in your campus. Can we do that? Let's just pray. Jesus, thank you so much for every student listening. We believe that you want to use them to be a leader on their campus and see a movement revival take place in their friend group, in the faculty and staff there, of course, in the students. Lord, I pray that you would help solidify the moments that they've had with you at the altar and awesome worship services or even privately with a mentor. And I pray that you would help translate them into movements, that we would abide in you and we would walk out day by day our faith so we can see your name be famous in our schools and campuses. In your name we pray, everybody said, amen. 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 Hey, thanks guys so much for listening. Make sure you give us a like, a follow, a five-star rating would be pretty dope too. Uh, Remember, you are called to lead your generation, so do it with passion for Christ. Thanks so much.